Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to tell you some scary stories. I'm very curious about William's story. I don't know whether to say scary, weird, betrayed, bewildered. I'll tell you sure. this. Maybe this will come back to bite me later on. Uh-huh. But I started to get kind of goosebumps as I was mm. writing everything down. Okay. Yeah, it's something. That's promising. Uh, just to tease to keep people tuned in. I'm going to go second tonight. Yep. But uh, my topic, uh, you may have seen in the... Like episode name when you clicked on it. If you Google that, you're not going to get anything because yeah. this is a singular experience that happened to me. <laughs> One singular sensation. Oh, every little step I make, <laughs> make a step. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, that's later in the show, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This week, Kristen's going to go first. She, she yeah. told us her topic last week. Yeah, so no big surprise. It's kind of a cliffhanger of sorts. This is like part two to your uh, right. White House occultists topic. Right, exactly. Yeah. So last time we talked about people living in the White House, basically the first ladies and their husbands got in the mix sometimes, getting into occult practices. And tonight we're going to talk about hauntings in the White House, a little bit of an expansion of that topic. So first I have a little bit of an update from last time, which is that, remember I said that I found a quote from a White House staffer and it said that it was from the White House website? Yeah. And I got really excited because I thought there was like a sweet ghost section on the White House website and then I went there was nothing there. Yes. So I found an archived website or web page or whatever of the White House website. I'm saying this is all weird, but an archive yeah, yeah, thing yeah. of the White House website under W. That oh, okay. So it's yes. like a snapshot of what the website exactly. looked like back then. Right. Exactly. Right. So there was a whitehousearchivesgovernor slash ghosts at one point. That's so cool. I know. And it had like a graphic. I will say it was very sweet. Not the most presidential thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like, it, you know, there was like a graphic of the White House with kind of like a scary sky over it and ghosts kind of like flickering. <sighs> it's cool, but maybe it doesn't have the gravitas of the presidential website. Are you saying it that looked... you approve of them removing it? No, I wish it were still there. I'm just surprised that it ever was there because it looks like a cheesy like GeoCities site. I think that's Again, in context, charming. I'm not sure what year it is. I find it charming too, but I find it a little bit weird on like Yeah, I'll give it the this. The government's website? I'll give it this. It's amazing that it ever existed in the right. first place, and it's kind of awesome that you can't access it unless you time travel online. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's just it's just not there. So you can just look at kind of like the snapshot of mm. it, but it looks like it was basically like a little blurb like there've been a lot of ghost stories in the White House. Let's hear about them from some of our staff. And then there are videos on the side that I guess had staffers being like so I was changing the linens in the Lincoln bedroom and um but they're deactivated you can't actually look at them oh I know oh I, I know. wonder awesome, what those though? are somebody must have that archived I were you using the wayback so. machine or was it just a screenshot like taken by somebody I searched for like ghosts in the White House or a haunted White House, either one of those, and yeah. it was one of the things that came up. There is a website called the Wayback Machine. I'm not going to worry I've about this that. right now. Yeah. It allows you to look at websites, like you know, the internet's constantly being like downloaded and cached. Yeah. So there are old instances of websites saved on this thing called the Wayback Machine. Right. I wonder if you go back to that date in the Wayback Machine, if you can interact with some of yeah, those elements. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So to be continued again, because I would really like to know about that. Um. So that's that. Now, I've divided my talk about Ghosts in the White House to a f in, in, into a few sections. We have first gals. 
That's going to be the first ladies of the White House seeing ghosts. Okay. Then we're going to go to play with fire, get burned, slash burned, B-Y-R-N-E-D. Okay. I emphasize that weird. I'm really tired. Is it like get burnt? <laughs> no. Burned or burned spelled with a Y instead of a U. Oh, okay. Then we're going to move on to Lincoln because he's so prolific. And then Harry S. Truman, true believer. Oh. So just so you guys know what's coming. True man. Mm-hmm. True man. Okay, so the first gals, here's some uh, ladies who are haunting the house. So people have seen Abigail Adams, who is the wife of John Adams, who is the second president, um, with her arms outstretched, walking toward the East Room of the White House, kind of as though she were carrying laundry, wearing a cap and a lace shawl. I would like to know what kind of cap it is. I'm yeah. having a hard time picturing the cap and lace shawl going together. I'm picturing one of those caps that's like big and puffy. It's like loose linen. I think you call that a bonnet. A, uh, yeah, I guess I'm picturing that a bonnet. That doesn't read as a cap to me. I Sometimes can't they imagine. have a little brim, right? I don't think so. A bonnet? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I'm All not right. sure what kind of cap goes with a lace shawl or what kind they were wearing back then. So it's hard for me to feel a visual of this ghost. Yeah. But still that was what was going on. And the reason or rationale for people seeing her this way is really interesting to me. So apparently back when she was living in the White House, she would hang laundry to dry in the East Room because it was the warmest and driest room of the White House. Back then, the first lady was doing laundry? Isn't that kind of surprising? What year is this? Do you know? She was the second president. Oh, the I mean, second... Um, John Adams was the second president. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Don't you find it surprising that they weren't like so fully staffed that the first lady is doing like hanging the laundry in what isn't even a laundry room? She's like, I just happen to notice that this is the warmest and driest room. It's only like draped John's under things yeah. onto this fancy couch. I'm going to ask a question that might expose my stupidity i'm very nervous about that all throughout this okay good because, then let's just get it out there yeah yeah was there a white house that early i thought the white okay. house okay so there was what was called the presidential mansion and then that burned in 1812 yeah um so i guess that wasn't technically the white house but it was built again on the same spot i believe okay so same same basic place it seems like it was just about as big i looked up some pictures it looked pretty similar but it didn't have that kind of like curvature coming out that like a uh, okay. convex sort of like aspect yeah, that the yeah, white yeah. house has it didn't really have that yeah so i mean i would still think it's a humongo house it's still called the presidential mansion mansion and i would think that they would have like tons of staff yeah but i, I don't would think so yeah that is weird i don't know maybe abigail was the sort who likes to do her own laundry yeah who knows um later on dolly madison whose husband was james madison um lived there and she has been seen since tending the rose garden and she first showed up during woodrow wilson's presidency when they were going to move the rose garden so people think that she kind of like manifests herself like oh no no, no they're gonna move the garden i don't know the roses are pop and then, <laughs> and then she they decided not to move the rose garden <laughs> Because they were like, Dolly Madison is not into this. All right, we won't. Yeah, got it. Loud and clear, Dolly. <laughs> That's great. I know. If things were that simple and you could be like, oh, if you try to move the Rose Garden, a ghost shows up. Right, Dolly Madison appears. Let's try to move the Rose Garden and prove that ghosts are real. Right. But maybe it's more respectful to let Dolly Madison True. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's as hard and fast a theory or rule as that. I'm kind of extrapolating. It's that they saw Dolly Madison while they were planning to to move the Rose Garden. Right. So, no. You know. Yeah, I get that. I just think it's it is it is a particular connection. It is. She <laughs> yeah. loved her roses. Yes. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose is. 
Anyway, when the British burned down the White House, that the way that we talked about before, Dolly and James Madison were living there. That was in 1812. And so they had to move to another residence in Washington while the White House was rebuilt. So in that residence, later on, and I didn't find dates or anything, and this is from the Washington Post. You can look it up. Later on, it reported that there were mysterious deaths of three women in that house. And then it said two of the three women were daughters of the man who built the house and both died after arguing with arguing with their father about who they wanted to marry and then both of them died by falling down the stairs oh god so here's the thing yeah they were like it was just kind of connected to dolly madison they it doesn't say like dolly madison must have like pushed them down the stairs or anything but they're like dolly madison was a ghost somewhere and then there are scary things happening in a place that dolly madison once lived maybe she's a ghost there too I think it's more likely that their father killed both these girls. Yeah, I was... Both of these times they're arguing about who they're going to marry, and both times they fall down the stairs and die? Couldn't have been him. Had to be a lady ghost. Right. I think he's a stronger common denominator, no? Yeah, much stronger than <laughs> yeah. the ghost of Dolly Madison. Again, they didn't say that outright whatsoever, right. but I feel like even in mention- mentioning it, it's saying like maybe there's something weird also about this place that she lived. Yeah, it feels like a joke, like leading you down a path to suspect the father. Yeah. Only to swap in Dolly Madison for some reason. Right. It's obviously Papa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So. Although I will say I prefer Happy Madison. (laughs) I prefer Happy Madison Productions. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, So there aren't any stories about Mary Todd haunting anything, but unsurprisingly, since she dabbled in seances and everything like that, she um, you know, kind of had a sense about ghosts in the White House and beyond the ghosts of her sons who she felt like she communicated with. Um, she said that she heard Andrew Old Hickory Jackson. Were you aware of that nickname? Because no. I wasn't. Nope. <laughs> so Hickory. she said that she heard Old Hickory stomping around and swearing. And then there was a little bit of context that said that um, Andrew Jackson's election to the presidency was very contentious. Okay. And he never really got over that, that it wasn't like a landslide. He was super pissed and he held grudges against people who like supported, you know, his Opponent. uh, opponents yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So he was just like very angry and like swearing. There's another reference to Andrew Jackson swearing later in this. Oh, balderdash. So this- <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they were like yeah. quaint old timey swears. <laughs> yeah. Like- Today, like kindergartners say that kind of stuff or yeah, something. Exactly. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we move to play with fire, get burned slash burned. Okay. So, one time, a valet for FDR said that he heard a voice from the yellow oval room. I also found looking all this stuff up very educational and telling because I didn't know the different names of all the rooms and everything. And I yeah. like their simplicity. And I want to know how much of a grid aspect there is to this. Like, there's the East Room. There's the Yellow Oval Room. Is there also a Yellow Room and an Oval Room? This is the oh, Yellow is, Oval Room. I'm right. curious about, like, how this all works. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this valet said that he heard a voice from the Yellow Oval Room saying, I'm Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, okay. David. Oh, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. And David Burns was the man who sold the government the land the White House is on. Oh. So this is apparently like, it seems like the Lincoln bedroom and Lincoln hauntings in general are kind of like the most prevalent White House hauntings. And then this Burns thing is also like, it's not as like jazzy and exciting, but it comes up a lot. Okay. 
Um, then later during Truman's run, a guard heard the same sort of thing happening, but they didn't think it was like a ghost or anything. They thought it was then Secretary of State James Burns, B-Y-R-N-E-S. That's where the word play comes from in my section. The first one was a regular Burns. This one's slightly more stylized. Very playful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he went looking for him. He wasn't there. Yeah. This is like an arrested development type (laughs) miscommunication. There are a lot of like synonyms. Very. Or similar sounding phrases in arrested development. Be like, I'm Mr. Burns. Say Mr. Burns. Burns? (laughs) Exactly. Bees? A real comedy of errors. Yeah. Also, when I was first reading that, I thought those things happened like right after each other. I thought that the first guy heard, I'm Mr. Burns. And then this other guard was like, oh, I think Secretary of State James Burns is down there. Right. And it was like, what's going on? But these were like a million years apart. I love a friendly ghost that is just like, hey, it's me, Will. Yeah, yeah there's a lot <laughs> no of... No more mysteries. No more mysteries. Yeah, just stating your name outright. Yeah. I'm Mr. Burns. Hey, all. It's also weird. Name's Tony. Like, that you're not like, I'm like, uh, I'm here. Like, Mr. I'm here and I'm Mr. Burns. It's just, I'm Mr. Burns from like down a hall. So you're like, what? If it's not friendly and if it is said like a ghost, I'm Mr. Burns. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a a statement. Howdy, y'all. I'm Esmeralda Plum. Yeah. Oh, good name. And then blinks out of existence. Yeah. It's a very good name. Thank you. All right. So now let's go to the big daddy of the White House ghosts. Whoa. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, here we go. Yes. So many sightings. So many of them good. He's doing a lot of knocking at doors, it seems to me. Oh. And I don't totally get it. Don't let him in. No. I'm no. sorry. Yeah. Mr. Mr. President, <laughs> you've done a lot of good. I appreciate your service to the country, but I'm going to have to ask you to stay outside. You're a ghost now. I can't let you in. Yeah. You're too scary. Um, so Mary Eben, who worked for Eleanor Roosevelt, said that one time she saw Lincoln on the bed in the Lincoln bedroom, pulling on his boots, just casual as you please, suiting up, booting up for a new day. Yeah. She screamed. So the Secret Service actually came running to see what was wrong and nothing was there. Ooh. I know. Grace Coolidge of Calvin um, spoke to magazines about how she saw him looking out from a window in what was his office. Lillian Parks, who was a seamstress for 30 years in the White House, so she saw a lot of stuff. Actually, that valet story about Mr. Burns, number one, was from a book that Lillian Parks wrote about her time working in the White House. So she, like, documented this very well. Um, She was working downstairs, and she heard pacing in a room above and asked about it, and another staffer went up to check it out, and they came down, and they were like, there's nothing there. It's just old Abe pacing the floor. Wow, that was it's their answer? Kn- it's just a known thing that this is what he does. Man, if if you had access to the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Right. First of all. It doesn't sound like he's saying a lot in these stories. No? D- no, there's not a lot of like communique going on. He's just kind of there from mm. what I understand. That's so like the, the portraits in Harry Potter. Yeah. They're there, but they can't offer right. much for some reason. Right. They're just kind of like a, a ghost. Well ghosts of their former selves that's literally what they are right but yeah they can't like offer a lot in the way of counsel there's a a, like a sliver of what they were but like not enough to have personality and give advice yeah plus you'd probably just have to constantly explain to old Abe while you're talking to that curious rectangle yeah yeah you'd have to constantly explain technology and stuff you're like i'm i appreciate 
that he's here, but it's getting so old. Abe, Abe, Abe. it's called an iPhone. Abe, Get we've been over this. <laughs> this is called a chocolate, okay? It's made by LG. <laughs> Go with the times, babe. I don't remember Dennis what... Dennis Miller consulting in the White House. Oh, Let me tell you something, babe. I haven't had to explain an iPhone to someone since Don Rickles came over for dinner. Oh, my God. That's how he talks. God save us all. What's <laughs> what's that thing from Good Night and Good Luck where it's like the famous final line? Is it God save us all? From, anyway. From Good Night and Good Luck? I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know enough about it. It's Good Night and Good Luck. There's a movie called Good Night and Good it's, Luck. The line is Good Night and Good Luck. But, is, but isn't there something – isn't it Good Night and Good Luck and then – there's something right after it like oh i thought it was just good night and good luck maybe it's something before it i could be totally wrong i feel like or it's from a different event uh i'm so sorry this is the worst stay spooky good night and good luck yeah i'm out (laughs) um okay lady bird johnson my topic feels so lame lady bird johnson saw him one time well she had a popular movie saw him one time stop it (laughs) okay um, Lady Bird Johnson felt his presence one night while watching a show about his death. That oh. must have been scary. Yeah. God. I um, died. <laughs> oh. Ooh, you know what? That was funny to me for a second, but. That is scary. That is if scary. You're like, what do they call that? I can't remember if that's called a residual haunting where you're just like repeating the same action over and over because yeah, you don't yeah, know that yeah. you're dead. If no, you're in the you're midst dead. of a residual haunting and then you see on TV that somebody's watching that you died. Yeah. Imagine like very his traumatic. jaw dropping and yeah. hanging open. Imagine that beard just dropping from the force of his jaw going down. Oh, well, really, I, 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 I found it genuinely frightening. <laughs> It is pretty horrible. Um, So in an article from the Washington Post in 89, there's a staffer that said that Reagan said his dog, is it Gipper? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was Gipper. Um, Would go into any room in the White House except for the Lincoln bedroom and that he would just stand outside and bark. What Gipper facts did that just bring up for you? Well, because it occurred to me, I wasn't actually sure. I think Ronald Reagan himself was called Gipper. Oh yeah, he was. And he had a dog, but then Stephen Colbert. I know that's exactly why I thought. I just realized Stephen Colbert had a dog, like a fake dog in his yeah. book named Gipper. That's exactly what it in is. In I'm America and so can you. He talks yes. about how Gipper you know, like he doesn't he's like we you know, we we should retain, you know, domain and mastery over the beasts of this earth. Yeah. But of course my dog Gipper, uh, <laughs> he can't go upstairs, so I have to carry him everywhere I go and then I massage his haunches with liniment. <laughs> while making while making sure I don't make eye contact, <laughs> right. like Stephen Colbert's whole thing was like these damn beasts, and then being like, but if I play fetch with Gipper, I have to get the ball. Right, <laughs> Gipper. It's probably because I have more familiarity with Gipper from listening to the audiobook yeah. of I'm American. So can you like fifteen times yeah. than I do with Ronald Reagan's actual. My dog. primary frame of reference for the word Gipper is dog. Yeah, not Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's right. Oh well, well, whatever Ronald Reagan's actual dog Mr. was. Mr. Sprinkles. Yeah, probably. Jelly bean. Come along, jelly bean. <laughs> Guess what we feed him? Dog food. <laughs> good one, one good, Mr. President. It's one good joke. <laughs> he tells it to everyone yeah. when they come into the office. He's like, oh my God, is this your dog? He goes, hi, yes, his name is Jelly Bean. Guess what we feed him? And I go, dog food. He goes, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you really messed that up. Well, you ruined it, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. You, how are we going to fix this problem? Getting softer and softer. 
Um, uh, okay. So it seems like there was a real concentration of Lincoln sightings around um, FDR's presidency, was when the country was having a lot of upheaval, and that led people to speculate that Lincoln shows up during times of crisis, oh. that he's like really around when he kind of needs to be. I love that. Yeah, totally, which is which is cute. So um, during that uh, during that presidency, Eleanor Roosevelt said that she used the Lincoln bedroom as her study, and she said that she could feel his presence there and said once, um, quote, I get a distinct feeling that there was somebody in the room. Um, during that presidency, also Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands was sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom when she heard a knock at the door, saw him, and fainted. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. Oh, absolutely. If I had a knock at a door and there was like a seven-foot-tall guy. Yep. Or any guy, oh my really. Oh, God. That's like it follows. Remember when that seven-foot-tall guy yes. creeps into the room and has to duck under the frame? That with oh, that is honest so Abe. scary, or that thing from um, the Haunting of Hill House that we were just oh watching. Oh my god, the tall man! Yeah, that is so freaky. That What's is that about a tall man. It's not just the tall because the no, proportions no. are weird. Bobby yeah. used to have like stress dreams as a kid of a long limbed thing chasing him down a hallway. Just like the well, proportions it's like Slender being Man. Wrong. There, there is something about like a tall, yeah, yeah proportions being weird or something. There's right. something about that that feels like unnerving. Yeah. Although I do want to call out um, Mike Flanagan, who uh, oh, directed The Haunting of Hill House mm -hmm. on Netflix. Mm -hmm. On episode one of this show, I described a nightmare I had. Uh, in which uh, somebody is haunting your house, looking around through all the windows of your house trying oh, to find you. Oh, I know, you. I know. Uh, and something very similar to that happens in The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. I'm waiting for my check, Mike. We've been talking about that for years, so he could have stolen that idea years ago. We both have had nightmares from childhood about something looking in at windows at us. You're right. Mine being Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, that's right, Rumpelstiltskin, of mm -hmm. course. I couldn't believe it when that happened yeah, on the show. Yeah, I know. It scared I the know. hell out I really of me. do have to rewatch it because I want to talk to you about it because I remember when I was watching it, there were so many things that I wanted to talk to you about, yeah, yeah. but um, now I don't remember, so I got to get back on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this one is very good. So Winston Churchill one time came to visit the Roosevelts, and he emerged naked from his evening bath, wearing nothing but his signature cigar about the mouth. <laughs> wearing it. Yep. And he found Lincoln sitting by the fireplace. Ooh. And he said, you seem to have caught me at a disadvantage. That Churchill with his clever lines. Also, did he? Maybe. I kind of feel like from the limited stuff that I remember about Churchill, he seems like a guy who could fire off a quip like that real quick when faced with a ghost when he's naked. Well, Didn't he have like an insane amount of confidence? I don't know if he had an insane amount of confidence. Yeah. He was like a master orator. Like, right. But, um, Which I think can sometimes go hand in hand. I, so that's could probably be. true. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm interested in this story <laughs> is uh, the recounting of it later. I know. I know. I was thinking that, too. I found it in multiple sources, but I never found, like, you know, Winston told biographer or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know where that came it from. It just exists. Yeah. The story just exists as if it was seen by a third party. Right. right? Can you believe what Winston said? And yet it's Winston Winston's Churchill. assistant. Yeah. Who had I to, guess. like, sit in the room in the corner while he took a bath. Just me and Abe waiting yeah. for Winston to get out of the bath. <laughs> he was sitting by the fire with Abe. Yeah. But no, it's Winston Churchill seeing the ghost. Yeah. He's in the nude. <laughs> and then he later on walks outside and goes, you'll never believe the clever thing I said to a ghost. Right. Stealing 
stealing the thunder from the existence of the ghost. Absolutely. Then that's not the craziest thing about the story. The most wild thing about the story of yeah. Winston Churchill running into the ghost of Abraham Lincoln nude mm. is the clever thing Winston Churchill said. Although, that's I some don't know. good marketing. I would that's... love it. If, like, people were, like, telling tales of, like, can you believe what Will Rogers – well, not that damn cowboy Yeah, but to say, you're – yeah. You're never getting out from under that. Oh, that stinky cowboy. Yeah, you will. It's on its way. <laughs> but um, I don't think so. I think so. Um, but I don't know. There, that story is very layered. It's weird that he emerged naked from the tub and automatically had his cigar. Like, And also it makes it sound like he got out of the tub and just walking around naked into the bedroom. Like, even if it's an attached bathroom, you don't have a towel that you grab for? I don't know. You know what I mean? The whole thing is weird. Like, I saw five minutes of that movie where Gary Oldman plays <laughs> Me him. Me too. And I, uh, Was that together? Where we were moms and we were know. like, we're good. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. Yeah. This toast is delicious. <laughs> I was like, I turn it off. I think we were like, let's watch that another time. I've seen everything I need. Yeah. Put on Austin Powers. <laughs> I'll get a bigger cultural experience out of this. Absolutely. We're bang for a buck. Yeah. So, Will, what's the deal? What's going on here? So many people are seeing things in the White House. Yeah. What I wonder is like the same way that we talked last week about how scary or how ghost stories are so scary because like you could be watching TV or haunting of Hill House or whatever. And like as opposed to watching something about a murder or whatever, you could be imagining that the ghosts are around you right now and you just have no idea. Yeah. So I wonder if it could be the same sort of thing in the White House, but even more specific, which makes it even more real. Like even though you're not watching something on, well, I guess Lady Bird Johnson was, but just like knowing that these hallowed halls have stories of being haunted by this person and that person and that they literally lived here where you're living for years. Yeah. So it feels even more likely. Does that like up kind of your um, like likelihood to imagine that you're seeing them or whatever. I would imagine that it would have to a little bit, especially if yeah. you're somebody who's coming in later and all these stories are established, particularly of Lincoln. You're kind of like somewhat, in, even in the back of your head, like on the watch for the ghost of Lincoln. Yeah, this is where I wonder what the difference is between us and people who are actually like really intelligent and accomplished, mm -hmm. where like Barack Obama. Right. I know. That you know, the insanely other thing. brilliant, pragmatic... Um, uh, logical, clever. You have to wonder, like, is he also going in there being like, and I've heard it's haunted? Or is it not even a factor? Like, I don't know. What percentage of the time did he ever think of that? Zero, 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 point uh, zero, 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 one? Or like, he thought about it, not really consciously, but he was mm -hmm. like, yep, and I hear a thought upstairs. Maybe that's the ghost of old Abe. I mean, I think it could be. I think that there's a part of like, a lot of people, not uh, not everybody, obviously, who like does have a little space reserved in their brain, even if they know that it's not lo not logical. For like, well, maybe, because yeah. not like it's been straight up disproven. It just hasn't been proven. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, but you might point to the constant right? lack of proof as over the course as of proof. thousands of years. But even so, you could also that is, and that's completely valid. But you could also point to tons and tons of anecdotes over all those years, yeah. some from people who are trustworthy. So anyway, my point is, I wonder if even if you are that person, president or whatever, who's like super logical, super smart and accomplished, you know that it couldn't be or you think that it couldn't be, that there is a little piece of you that wonders when you hear that thud, even if yeah, you don't maybe. give it a whole lot of credence. Maybe, yeah. You know, or you could be people like Harry S. Truman, who seem to be very in. So I'm going to end with some letters that he wrote to his wife and daughter in the beginning of his presidency. I don't know where they were. Maybe they're just like off traveling or something. Sure. Unsure. So he said, whoops. 
Um, this one in particular, in particular was two months into his first term. I sit here in this old house and work on foreign affairs, read reports, and work on speeches, all the while listening to the ghosts walk up and down the hallway and even right here in the study. The floor pops and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy, Jackson, and Teddy, Roosevelt, having an argument over Franklin, Roosevelt. Then later, another letter he wrote after hearing knocks on his door late at night and then getting up and not seeing anything there. Yeah. He said... I jumped up and put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one was there, he wrote. Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room and Margie's, his daughter. Still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors and there were footsteps in your room whose door I'd left open. Jumped and looked and no one there. The damn place and the damned place is haunting. Sh- <laughs> the damned place is haunted. Sure is shooting. Secret Service said not even a watchman was up here at that hour. You and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off. I really love that. Look, I, I, I looked up a little bit of stuff about Harry S. Truman about after reading these because, like, I wonder what kind of president he was, like, yeah. how he was regarded, whatever. I didn't get super deep into it, but I read that he was not very popular right after his presidencies, although he was reelected. Okay. Um, so he served two terms, um, and he wasn't super popular right after that. But time and perspective has cast a more positive light on his oh, actions right? or something like that. So people think he's a little bit better now than they did then. Interesting. So he got a letter back from his daughter in response to that being like, what are you talking about? Just kind of being skeptical. You old chicken. Yeah, exactly. And so this is what he wrote back. And I think it's really sweet and cool. So I'm going to leave us with this. I'm sure they're here and I'm not so much alarmed at meeting up with any of them. I'm sure old Andrew Jackson could probably give me good advice and probably teach me good swear words. He wrote, according to the book, um, I don't know what book that was quoting. Well, there's a book that contains these letters. Just say that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure old Grover Cleveland could tell me some choice remarks to make to some political leaders. So I won't lock my doors or bar them uh, or bar them either. <laughs> so I won't lock my doors or bar. Or <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. You're all uh, right. <laughs> so I won't lock my doors or bar them either. If any of them old coots in the pictures out in the hall want to come out of their frames for a friendly chat. That's really nice. Isn't that cute? I really love it. And especially like, you know, there there are plenty of things to say about the presidency. Yeah. But uh, in particular, what this has me thinking about is how there are so few of them. I know. Or there, there are only 45 of them. Right. Oh, that was the other thing that I – wait, did I write that down? I had a thought about why people might um, – like see a lot of ghosts in the White House. Oh, I, it was an idea about why there might be actual hauntings in the White House. So like if ghosts haunt places where they had really extreme experiences or, or, or things like that and just yeah. like really emotional heightened experiences, being the president or anybody involved with the president, so his wife or kids or whatever, any of these people who are doing haunting, that is such a weird, intense experience just on its face. Yeah. Exactly what you said. There's so few of them. Yeah. It's such a big deal thing. So I would think that just like not every single everyday thing is a big deal but like yeah the entire act of living there and doing that is heightened yeah so if you are going to haunt a place and you lived in the white house that seems like a likely place to draw your energy to because maybe you expended so much energy there when you were living there in life right so it's just it's interesting yeah like however old barack obama is Mm -hmm. now i don't know how old he is but i guarantee that the eight most significant years of his life um Maybe not like in genuine importance. I'm sure like the, right. the birth of his daughters right. when he got married. But, but as far like, as like big events on the graph of your life. Yeah. The most important eight were in that place. Yeah. Um, and like I just think it's interesting. Like it's such an odd notion to think about 
presidents haunting other presidents. And I know. Almost like pranking them and hazing them. I know. I'll like, oh, I remember how much away. this sucked. Like, this was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't I just, uh, why don't I just mess with this guy for a little bit? Get him out of his head. I know. You know, but I bet same- that took his mind off of his work for the day for a minute. Not, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a good point. But I was about to say, I mean, they have to have some levity. They're still human beings. It's similar to like um, me thinking that that awesome website um, on the White House thing isn't very presidential. It's also very not presidential to like ding dong ditch like that. But I, I guess they are still humans with a, a playfulness to them. Well, you also don't know. I mean, it's possible that that somebody knocked on his door. Mm-hmm. He opened the door. Yeah. And they were there. Uh-huh. Just couldn't see him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, There's yeah, also yeah. like that realm of thinking of it right. where it's like maybe they weren't able to physically manifest. Maybe right. you, any number of things. We don't understand how the ghost world yeah. works. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, but like there is like a, a an odd connectivity between these people who never even met. Yeah, absolutely. They're part of a very exclusive club. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. I like that a bunch. Thank you. <laughs> what? Stop <laughs> rolling your eyes. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Cool. Well, the government, big brother, breathing down your neck. (laughs) That's right. I'm here to talk to you about something I've referenced a few times on this show. I'm going to tell you all about my experiences with little brother. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I think it's time. Oh, I absolutely think think it's it's time. time. The lines have gone quiet. Yeah, right. We, You know what? We we put out a call. I've tried. Right? Last time. Didn't we specifically say, like, please reach out? Yes. I said they had one week. Yeah. And right, uh, I'm a man up. of my word. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of my word. Uh, so I'm going to tell you all about uh, somebody who I think referred to themselves as little brother uh-huh. who contacted me. Um, and the oh, uh, the tangled web of clues that came to me through these emails. Yeah. This is a very strange story. Um, this is going to be somewhat hard to describe. And I'm going to try to do so in uh, with as much clarity as possible. Okay. So if you're only listening to the audio version of this show, I'm going to do my damn best to explain everything. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the video version, you're going to see some visual aids explaining uh, these emails that I got. Yeah. So let's start way back at the beginning. Oh, my God. Like everybody else on the planet, I get an endless amount of spam. Yeah. My email inbox is insane. Um, I can't always tell the difference between an email that's actually intended for me uh, or one that's like an ad for some new weird service on Twitter or whatever the hell. I don't know. And to be honest, I kind of don't trust or look at my inbox Mm -hmm. that much. My like work email address is far easier to read, and if I know somebody personally, they're probably texting me or calling me or messaging me on Facebook right. rather than sending me an email. Right. And that's why I overlooked the first message. Uh, email one came to me on October 8th, 2018. This mm-hmm. is what kicked it off. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> It came. Paying attention now. You know how, like, when you get an email, it'll say the name of who sent you the email. Yeah. If I send you an email, it's going to say from Will Rogers. Right. And my email address is will at talkbomb.com. The name of this person was Google. Mm-hmm. First name Goo. Yeah. Last name Gull. Right. Without the. So e. I can see why you would think that that was spam and kind of blow over it. Absolutely. Now, uh, this email uh, arrived in my inbox at 3:47 a.m. Uh, and it said this, a possible topic for your guide to the unknown. 
I've compiled one of my own. <laughs> You're on the right track. Good luck. And it was signed something that was, quite frankly, uh, unpronounceable. Right. I'm going to put this up on the screen now. You can all watch the video version of this show on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb. Mm -hmm. uh, this email was signed uh, Q-N-A-A-Q-I-Y-X-U-A-L-I-X. Right. So just kind of a hard name to, to say. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it it contained an attachment. It was just a screenshot of something that was called the Dyatlov Pass Incident. Mm -hmm. This is something that we have had uh, recommended to us right. many times as a topic of the show. Mm -hmm. It's somewhat intense. Yeah, it's very deep. I, I've thought about doing it, but it's, it's just like a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. um, a little bit of uh, strong subject matter. Right. I'm yeah, gonna I don't describe know if it really it. like fits the show necessarily. I, I think agree. that's what I've thought in the past. Yeah. It's like I, not really what we do. I agree. I'm going to describe it to you now um, only so that we have a full yeah. experience with Little Brother's emails to me. So uh, the, the Dyatlov Pass incident, I'm not even sure how to pronounce that name. I'm not totally sure. Um, it refers to the death of nine hikers in the northern Ural Mountains in the Soviet Union between the 1st and 2nd of February in the year 1959. Mm -hmm. It is named after the leader of that expedition, uh, Igor Alexeyevich Dyatlov, and it remains unclear what caused the deaths of these hikers. Yeah. They were experienced, prolific hikers who, by all accounts, knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. There are classifications to to like your hiking ability. They were all class 2. When they came back from this expedition, they would have been awarded with a class 3, which is the highest. Yeah, yeah. This is to say they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Originally this group uh contained 10 people, 8 men, 2 women, and each person um uh you know, uh, was going into this, they were excited, they were positive, they felt like they were accomplishing something. Yeah. One person had to turn around and head back because of joint pain, mm -hmm. ending in the nine people, right. none of whom survived. Right. Um, <clears throat> they left on January 27th, and they kept detailed diaries. They took pictures. Uh, but unfortunately, due to the, the, the weather conditions of the hike, they went off course. Yeah. They were supposed to go through this pass. They ended up going up a mountain. Mm -hmm. Ugh. They were supposed to check in. But Dyatlov had already said to people, I might not check in on the right date. Mm -hmm. It might take me a few more days. So it was even longer before search parties went out and found the following scene. Their, their bodies were found in three different groups. Uh, the tent that they had been sleeping in had been cut open from the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them had been found uh, huddled around a little fire. Uh, a, a little uh, a bit away. Yeah. Uh, some of them, their hands had been burned. Some of them were essentially just in their underwear. Mm -hmm. We're talking about like minus 40 degrees right. Celsius. Um, uh, most of them died of hypothermia. Three of them died uh, from fatal injuries, mm -hmm. but the injuries themselves were very strange. You can find far more information than what I'm giving you online. I'm going to dumb everything down yeah. a good bit. Uh, the curious injury is a blow to the head that could not have been caused unless it was a, a blow struck with 
the force of a car accident. Yeah. They said it could not have been caused by another. So nuts. Yeah. And there are no other injuries on their body that suggest that there was any sort of a fight, altercation, whatever. Right. It's almost as if this injury just happened to mm-hmm. them. As if there was just a sudden amount of pressure applied to them. Done. Yeah. Unclear. Uh, some of the bodies were found with um, some clothes from the other deceased members of the expedition mm-hmm. wrapped around their feet and mm-hmm. stuff. Essentially, it seems like uh, as people died of hypothermia, right. they would almost undress them to take their clothes to add on to themselves, which quite frankly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. The reason why people keep recommending this topic to us is because the unknown question here mm-hmm. is how did this happen? Right. Uh, there is no evidence that they – for example, turned on each other, mm-hmm. uh, tried to kill each other. There are a lot of theories that they met up with um, a local, like native tribe in that area, something like that. I think I hope that's the right term. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but there are no footprints to suggest that there were any other humans there. Um, so crazy. One of the easiest theories that people posit is that it was an avalanche. Right. An avalanche rolled over their tent. Hence, they had to cut out. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the inside yeah, to yeah. escape. Mm-hmm. They had to move fast. That's why some of them weren't fully dressed. Right. Uh, and then the weather conditions made made them all get sort of separated mm-hmm. and they all eventually passed away. However, uh, uh, subsequent testing has proven that that is not an area known for its avalanches. If an avalanche had formed, it would not have gone near their tent. It would have gone around that region. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the answer is no. It was not an avalanche. Uh, military tests. There is, uh, uh, it's been proven at least that the Soviet Union was testing something called parachute mines mm-hmm. in that area. This is a mine that explodes up in the air. This could have created that sort of concussive blast to somebody's head that would be like getting hit by a car. Yeah. Um, and it would also explain numerous theories about glowing orange orbs mm. in the area. Though I think that you and I hear something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't go to military testing. Right. We go to something far more paranormal. Right. Uh, there's a theory that it was a Yeti. Mm-hmm. That a Yeti would have the sort of like inhuman strength enough yeah. to do this to people. Uh, they might have needed to escape their tent cutting out uh, a, a, a quick exit because yeah. they were being attacked by a gigantic monster. Right. There's something that happens when you get hypothermia called paradoxical undressing. Mm-hmm. You're freezing to death. But oddly, you feel like you're oh, on fire. Yeah, that's really freaking me that your body does that. Absolutely. Anything where it's like your mind is playing tricks on you. Yes. And you're doing, you're making the wrong decision, even though it feels right. Right. Is very sad and frightening. Yeah. And then there's this. I have never heard of this. Mm-hmm. The fear frequency. I don't know about that. There is something that humans can experience. This is um, a sound frequency that is just at the limits of our ability to perceive it called infrasound. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mix up okay and uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, It's a sound lower in frequency than 20 hertz or cycles per second, um, the normal limit of human hearing. Um, The only way that we can really hear this is when the sound pressure is like – abnormally high but there is a a weather phenomenon that can create something called the carmen vortex street which is like the winds whipping around over like a a low area and it essentially can create this like funnel of noise that might create infrasound so these people might have been sleeping in the middle of the night god and then suddenly sensed something they didn't hear it 
They would not have heard it. They would have felt it. Oh, my God. What luck. The ear is the primary organ for sensing infrasound, but at higher intensities, it is possible to feel infrasound vibrations. This is like you in the Blue Lagoon. It's very much like me in the Blue Lagoon. Um, in various parts of the body. You're lucky so, you made it out alive. It's true. <laughs> so they would have woken up in the middle of the night feeling something they couldn't explain. Oh, my God. That's so scary. This case is really unsettling. They were feeling I feel horrible whatever happened to them. These I are know. all terrible oh, options. It's absolutely. It all had to, no matter what it was, it was sudden yeah. and terrifying. Like that cutting out the tent, something must have been like absolutely yeah, horrifying. it paints a picture and, and, of impending. Like it's happening desperation now. and yeah. panic that Ugh. is is so upsetting. Yeah, to 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 empathize. With. Yeah, it's it, it's very upsetting. This it's case. very upsetting. Yeah. Yes, um, and so not knowing what to do, they ran right, and essentially in their confusion and in the weather mm-hmm. and not understanding what they were experiencing. Yeah, they all got separated and died. Oh God, makes me want to cry. Uh, so the answer is. No one knows. Yeah, right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happened to these nine people. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for sure, people have shared it uh, with us many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many times. Yeah. And uh, one of the most notable is Little Brother. Yes. Now, once again, I ignored this email. Right. I got it. Understandably. I, th- I think I remember looking at mm-hmm. it and I moved on because I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened next. 11 days later... Bobby, our friend Bobby, mm-hmm. my old writing partner, we've been doing, you know, we've done shows together for years and years and years. Uh, Bobby sends me an email 11 days later. Uh, Google, little brother, <laughs> forwarded that Dietilov pass email yeah. to Bobby. Right. Writing, the myth is real. The myth is truth. You don't know. But your friend will. God, that's so scary. Uh, it, it also made me think, like, you don't know, but your friend will. Mm-hmm, right. You know what I mean? There's yeah, like a it's a little bit of a double. Wordplay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so everything else was completely identical. Two minutes after that, Bobby forwarded it to me saying, hey, I think someone might be trying to hack me or mm-hmm. you. Or a robot got very good at mining guide to the unknown information. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Now they had my attention. Right. <laughs> I don't understand why, and this is a big question that I, I can't answer, mm-hmm. and you brought up the Blue Lagoon yeah. incident that uh, we discussed last week. Right. I experienced a phenomenon all week. We've been getting responses from listeners yeah, yeah. trying to explain what that was. Yeah. Listeners in Utah who have experienced the same thing at other hot springs, mm-hmm. people who have been to the Blue Lagoon but not experienced it. Right. Um, a lot of theories about minerals. It, it's been... Truly fascinating talking to all of you online, trying to figure this out and piece together what stories are similar. I might need your help mm-hmm. again yeah. with Little Brother. <laughs> so uh, I'm tuned in now. Yeah. Now I'm paying attention to the Little Brother email. Yeah, to Google. Let's go through some of the the finer points that are easy to overlook. Sure. The easy thing is I, uh, uh, I listen to Guide to the Unknown. Here's a topic you should listen to. Right. Here's what's more mystifying Bubbling to Bubbling under the surface. They obviously know what Guide to the Unknown is. They mm-hmm. referenced it in that first email. They did not get my attention, so they turned to... Right. Bobby. Right. Not you. I know. The way that they were contacting us was um, 
William at talkbomb.com, not an email that I use. Right. And Bobby at Mm talkbomb.com, not really an email he uses, though if you go to talkbomb.com, I believe you can find these contact information options, although mine, I think, is Will Uh at talkbomb. Uh Everything comes funneled through. Yeah, right. It comes to like your actual Gmail that you use. Yes. You can type in like Jimmy Dean sausages at talkbomb.com and it will get to one of us. Right. So uh, that I thought was odd. Right. Then the 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 Dietilov Pass uh, picture mm-hmm. that he sent. It's a screenshot that this person much must have searched for or something. But the title, mm-hmm. the title of the image, this whole thing is so good. Is forty dot seven one two seven seven five three comma negative seventy four. Dot zero zero five nine two five nine seven two eight. Mm-hmm. All right, they had my attention. We were looking at this a little more closely. Stop saying you have my attention, little brother. You had my attention. We realized that these <laughs> like a pervert says these like ah oh, you ha- you have my attention. Oh, I don't like that. Then <laughs> yeah, all right, forget that. You don't have my attention. <laughs> I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> so anyway, we realized these are coordinates. Mm-hmm. This is latitude, longitude. Right. Now, you plug these coordinates into Google, and they give you an address in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. If you zoom in further, what they give you the address to is New York City Hall. Yeah. Google, little brother, right. sent me the Dyatlov Pass incident mm-hmm. and attached to it the final name for it were coordinates to City Hall right. in New York City. Right. Not only that, I discovered this this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it means anything. Okay. If you click on those coordinates, yeah. uh, Google has a little feature that pops up a, a little more information about the location. This one said bye-bye and hello. Interesting. What is going on? Was this little brother... S- greeting me i perhaps perhaps let's get it's, weirder yeah the original email from little brother signed off with good luck q n a a q i space y x u a l i x this is how we knew his name right this is a cipher right that translates to mm-hmm. little brother right we confirmed it. Yeah. <laughs> we looked yeah. it up on Cypher sites. We did it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It means. Yeah, totally. Little brother. Right. Not sure. So Bobby and I continue talking about this because mm-hmm. we kind of can't wrap our heads around. Yeah. It. There was a time where it seemed like somebody was trying to do like a malware attack against talkbomb.com. Right. So Bobby and I had recently around this time been talking about getting hacked a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I said, haha, what the fudge? Like, I can't tell if it's generated by a robot or not. The picture is clearly cropped uh, uh, from a Wikipedia article on spooky yeah. stuff. But then the names seem totally generated by a computer, but they also do say real sentences. Right. Why were they hiding their identity with Google? And their email address, which I'm not going to share, right. is equally cryptic, and I can't decide if it's supposed to be a secret message or not. It's filled with letters and numbers. I have not decoded it. Yeah. Um. Okay. We figured it out. We sent Bobby the answers. And then Bobby said, all this mystery stuff, has all this mystery solving stuff actually made you good at solving mysteries? 
I think so, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, now we have like a working knowledge of different kinds of ciphers and stuff. Yes, and here's the other thing that yeah. is not mentioned at all in the little brother emails, mm-hmm. but I feel like is inherently part of this. Yeah, Kristen and I do unboxing and theory videos mm-hmm. uh, for the company Hunt a Killer. Right. Uh, a lot of that is ciphers, riddling stuff out. Um, it's it's. A, a game. Yeah. It's a super fun game. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned either there or on this very show or both, mm-hmm. I think I've called out to people online and been like, hey, send me weird stuff. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have done that. Yes, right? Like definitely. send me cryptic weird emails. Definitely. So in a way, I got my wish. Yeah. Oh, completely. This yeah. is all awesome. It's, cr- it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy and rad. Yeah. Uh, and awesome. No, I love it. And if you guys are just listening to the audio version, Will's doing a very good job of going through it, but I will say, I'm looking right now at the graphics that he put together for the YouTube version. This all looks great and is very well organized. So I would recommend going to youtube.com slash talkmom for this one. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe maybe I'll even share this because I feel like this is something mm-hmm. that like I don't understand completely. Yeah. I can tell you the things that I've figured out. I do get the sense that there's more to figure out. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong about that too. Maybe this is a, a riddle oh that doesn't God. really have an end. So – uh, the original email came in on October nineteenth, twenty eighteen. That means mm-hmm. I've been I've been trying to figure it out because I was doing the the now research on this months later. Right. That was just before. That mm-hmm. was like five days before the launch of the show Blackwood that yeah. I wrote. At this time, I was out of my mind. I right. was I was like running around like wild. I had a million things to do. Mm-hmm. Lost track of time. Right. As cool as, and fascinating as this was, I did not respond mm-hmm. to Google. Right. Um, frankly, time just got away from me. As it sometimes does. And then this came in 12 days later. This is the second and final message from Google, mm-hmm. little brother. It came in November 1st, 2018. 12.03 a.m. Yeah. These are always in the middle of the night. The email says, your interface geometry is off. You ignored the last entry of my guide to the unknown. Do not worry. I am not bothered. It is your loss. The next entry is incoming. Good luck, myth traveler. The grass is wet with rain. And instead of really a sign-off, there is mm-hmm. another cipher. J-L-R-D-A-P space D-L-P-Q-A space A-X-A-Q space. Amazing. The title of the email, the subject bar, was Mother Horse Eyes. Mm-hmm. That cipher translates to Mother Horse Eyes. Mm-hmm. There was something to solve, but there was nothing to solve. Yeah, right. Uh, and there was, again, another screenshot. Yeah. This screenshot just says mother horse eyes. But there are enough pieces of information just below it to realize it's some sort of a it's Wikipedia a type yeah. site. There are sections for the narratives, analysis, other works, or explore. Right. So I know that this is a website that exists that I can go to, but I've never heard of this. I had heard of the Dietilov Pass incident. Yeah. Never heard of mother horse eyes. Once again... The screenshot is titled with coordinates. Mm-hmm. 30.539994, comma, negative 84.226874. You pop these coordinates into Google, our old friend, and uh, you get this place. This is 
just somewhere yeah. in Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This time I tried to do the same thing. The, the thing that said bye-bye and hello. Mm -hmm. This time when I clicked on it, I just got it's an unnamed road. Yeah. This one seems to be nowhere, but it's right. so specific. Right, exactly. So it must be something. I wish that you could like zoom in on that car and you could see a license plate or something. It just seems like there's nothing. Like, where do you go? I don't you know. know. Well, there are things that you can do. Like I did street view yeah. on both of these spots and I got weird results uh -huh. they're weird results that i'm presently considering not connected okay to little brother okay but bye bye and hello mm -hmm. gives you pictures of a place um that is definitely not new york city town hall yeah according to google maps i don't know if we want to pull this up it's so weird and i feel like it has nothing to do with anything it's it's like almost just hard to explain okay i'm very curious though but like if you do street view or if you click bye bye hello or like click on that area, yeah. it seems to show like a part of some like developing country area. Huh. It has nothing to do with New York. It's almost as if somebody took pictures of a place and incorrectly tagged what? them as New York. But why is it coincidental? Oh my God. Right? When is Google I Maps? I remember that part of this. So, no, because that I found out today. Oh, okay. Oh my God. When is Google Maps wrong in such a way that they'll take a picture from another country right. and put it? Into New Here. York, and it's the and it's the very coordinates that little brother sent me. <sighs> no, William, it's significant. It's significant. I don't know. This is this is either um, these are either breadcrumbs to an answer, uh -huh. or this is a bottomless pit. Right. And right. I don't know which. Right. So, mother horse eyes. Yeah. This is the next thing that little brother wanted me to pay attention to. Yeah. And he got my attention. <laughs> So anyway. By pervert, by the way, I mean sexual pervert. I mean like some weirdo who's like, ha, huh, you have my attention. And you're like, ugh, I don't like this guy. Well, I think it'll all become clear when I, when I email no, no, I, back. I know. I know. I just want to clarify. I'm that's in not, a very deliberate manner. That's not what I'm calling you. Yeah. I would just like to clarify yeah, that. Sure. So Mother Horse Eyes, yeah. I did less research on because it's mm -hmm. not just one thing. Mm -hmm. Mother Horse Eyes refers to uh, something called the Interface yeah. series. You and I have talked about creepypastas mm -hmm. on Guide to the Unknown before. Yeah. They are stories that are written by really anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and the best ones become viral. They take off. They go nuts. Right. Um, uh, there's a very famous one where it's like, so you're making out with your sweetie and the phone rings. You answer <laughs> the phone and it, go, and it says, stop messing with my daughter. Yeah. You tell the girl. She says, that my dad's dead. Then who was then phone? Then who was phone? Yeah. It's like a famous, like a bad creepypasta, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so this, the, the Interface series started being written by a Reddit user called underscore nine mother, nine horse, nine eyes. Nine. Oh, okay. And uh, nobody knows who this person is. Right, right. All of the fan base around this person is about trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like me and little brother. Yeah. So they, nine mother, whatever, mother horse eyes, the uh -huh. user, will write something on Reddit. Yeah. And people started to pay attention to the fact that they constantly were talking about MK Ultra LSD tests uh and started referencing things that nobody understands like restraint bed portals and flesh interfaces. Oh. And so it started to seem like all of these seemingly random posts by this person were actually bits and pieces of a greater narrative. Right, right. And so people started to pay attention and try to place them canonically in order to form a story. Yeah kind of a dear david yeah if right. you don't know who's writing it 
and right. you can't understand what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> I read a couple of entries and I can see how you would go down this path. Yeah. To trying to understand all of it. I might try to read more, but I I, I think it's more the thing that I take interest in uh in regards to this is I don't know what little brother I don't know if this is what they were hoping to spark yeah. in me, but to me, I, I see like this is the ingenuity in storytelling mm-hmm. that can only exist in the internet. Age. Right, right. Like it's just like this is a very clever thing. This easily could have been somebody shouting into the void. Yeah. You know, yelling into a, a jar yeah. and then throwing it into the ocean. Yeah, right. Uh, but thankfully, people noticed and there's a, a small movement of people trying to figure it out. So therefore, it's really cool. Yeah. Who knows how many other things like this exist that nobody knows. Right, nobody bit. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing that I particularly hook into. Mm-hmm. I don't know much of the subject matter of it, but yeah. that's the extent that I'm aware of it and am interested in it. Right. I don't know. So back to Little Brother. It all comes back to Little Brother. It all comes back to Little Brother. Mm-hmm. I wrote an email mm-hmm. to Little Brother. Yeah. I sent an email to Google. 24 minutes after he sent me the mother horse eyes email. Yeah. Uh, And I said the following. The time is nearly right, little brother. I wanted to prove that I solved that first cipher. Oh. (laughs) I ignored nothing. Are you always listening? Always watching? Awaiting further contact. Intrigued by your motives and identity. The coordinates. The email address. I'm ready to know more. Not many are. <laughs> Behind closed doors, they admit they are baffled. Ooh, very Signed, good. your friend. And I capitalized the F in friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, a, a hunt-a-killer reference. Mm-hmm. I wanted to suss out. Right, if that's how they kind of found you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only other hunt-a-killer-themed thing in here are... Mm-hmm. are the obvious like sort of ciphers and puzzles yeah. and clues, but there was no overt yeah. mention. This could just be somebody who's a fan of Guide of the Unknown. Right, and like figures will like this kind of stuff because exactly. we do, so yes. yeah. So I was really hoping to get something off of Friend with the capital right. F. And uh, I forgot to double check this, but I deliberately wrote Behind closed doors, they admit they are baffled. Mm-hmm. That's a reference mm-hmm. that I don't remember. Yeah, it smacks of one, but I don't know what it is. It's what? It smacks oh, of it a reference of to one. something. Yeah, gotcha, but... gotcha, gotcha. Um, oh, it's a quote by someone named Paul Davies. Um, Many investigators feel uneasy stating in public that the origins of life are a mystery, even though behind closed doors... They admit they are baffled. Ah, so I wanted to put it. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like right? that. A little, a, another little clue just yeah. to send back to somebody to, yeah, to, to figure something out. Right. Give them a little rabbit hole to go down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, no further contact was made. Right. Uh, if you're a, a constant listener, watcher mm-hmm. of Guide to the Unknown, you've heard me cry out into the void. <laughs> you've Big heard bro- me. I mean, little brother, where are you? Ask for little brother to get back in touch. Right. Uh, but unfortunately... No other emails were sent. I've checked. I checked our yeah. GTTU pod email. Yeah. I, I've looked around. Nothing. Now, have you, and I think we've talked about this, have you explored the possibility that this is Bobby? I have a whole section here about Bobby. Okay. Because that's a big front runner for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby the other day asked me to make another call out to little brother on the show. Uh-huh. Here's, why, why would he want that? Here's the thing. Number one, I think that it's worth thinking about the fact that you didn't respond to that first 
little brother email and then Bobby called your attention to I it. I think it's funny that Why is it about guides the unknown but they're con- they're contacting Bobby? Yeah. I agree. And, then, and he responded to that email 2 minutes later. Right. He forwarded that email. Yeah. To me 2 minutes later. Yeah. And he knows that you're into all of this stuff. Yes. And it would be like a fun weird thing. All right. Mhm. All right. Um uh here is my evidence for it not being Bobby. Okay. Why would he have stopped? Because he gets his kicks from talking to you. Like he he can have this need satisfied on the above board way. I, he might just not have like felt like or had the time. He was moving. He was doing all this stuff to sort of concoct these emails. It's not, and that's not the only way he gets to have contact with you is through these little brother emails. So that itch is being scratched anyway. He had already moved by this point. Okay. I feel that if it were Bobby, yeah, and I do think that these these points of conjecture point in his direction uh-huh. for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he would have sent a third. I don't know why he would have stopped. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, the timestamps they were sent at three or four in the morning, right? Uh, and then yep. midnight. Bobby mm-hmm. is a bartender. Yep, he might have just been getting off a shift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. The the only other thing that I can point to is that none of these topics have ever come up with Bobby before. Not that he doesn't have restraint. Yeah. But I just feel like I would have noticed more of a theme. Mm -hmm. There's, I I think if we're talking about uh, somebody committing a crime, I am, (laughs) uh, there's means motive and opportunity. Right. Did Bobby have the means and Mm -hmm. opportunity? Sure. Sure. Did he have the motive? Yeah. He's just like a weird guy who might want to do a fun, weird thing. I don't find yeah, to be a compelling answer. It's not the most compelling, but it, it would do the opposite of shock me if we find out that this is Bobby. Yeah, I don't think it would shock me. It wouldn't shock me. It would mm-hmm. It would be fun in that, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, totally. This is all awesome no matter what. If it's, it's Bobby, it's involved. awesome. If it's somebody else, it's awesome. It's very involved. Yeah. Um, I also uh, want to just posit another just thing that I find strange yeah william mm-hmm. at talkbomb.com right not will yeah that is weird i find that weird the yeah. subject line for that email mm-hmm. was william right i i find it strange in a way that's just distinctly mm-hmm. uh uh it doesn't fe- smack to me of somebody trying not to be familiar right it sounds to me like somebody trying to be familiar but not knowing how to because they don't know me I don't know. I don't read that much into that. I think if if Bobby was doing this and he's in the mode of being like weird and formal, it's kind of natural to go William. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel, don't feel like strongly about that either way, but that doesn't dissuade me at all from Bobby. The original email said a possible topic for your guide to the unknown. I've compiled one of my own. You're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And it ends there. I don't yeah. know. If if it were somebody that were trying to put this on for fun, right. silliness, I feel like that might go a little further. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact that it stops there doesn't feel comedic. Yeah. It does feel deliberate, like right. you're trying to adopt a persona to a certain extent. Right. But it doesn't feel like it's fun. Well, none of this feels comedic no. or goofy. And you would think that if he was doing this, there would exactly. be that aspect to yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm uh, I'm I'm not ruling Bobby out. Right. But uh He's one of the only suspects I have. Right. I will say that. Exactly. Who else do you have? Um, well, little brother. Uh-huh. I don't know. I was Oh, like, me? No, I don't know. Oh. Big sister, little brother. Yeah. An exact opposite? I don't know. Little brother's unaccounted for. 
everything else makes a sort of like internal logical sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mother horse eyes. Right. Was the was the subject line, was the sign off, and was the attachment. Right. Um Little Brother mm-hmm. doesn't have an answer for me. Yeah. That could be the thing that's like exaggerated and funny about Bobby. The joke that I know. he's my little brother. To tell brother you the truth, something. that leads me to Bobby. Really? Yes. I don't know. I think that I can make certain <laughs> I, things fit I know. Bobby, that's but I don't thing. know if they. It's a, I shouldn't say it leads me to Bobby. Like that's like one in his favor, but like it kind of makes sense. I could see Bobby being like, yeah, really, you know, like little brother, like you know. Yeah, and that was a really good impression too. But... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm considering the case. No. Uh, open. And unfortunately, I'm also considering the case cold. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Little brother. Yeah. Do you want to make that trail hot again? By all means. Also, Bobby, having asked me recently to make a little brother reference on the show, Uh that that also points me away from Bobby. Yes, I agree. That points me away. Yeah. Because he would think it's fun to drop a weird cryptic reference in a show. Right. But I don't think that he would want to be associated with the little brother story. Well, it sounds to me just like he was curious about the little brother story and he wants it to continue, yeah. which makes it sound like not Bobby. So uh, let's let's uh, bring this to a close. Okay. What should I write to little brother one last time? Oh, my God. One last attempt. Yeah. Can I make a bigger spectacle? Can no. I make a bolder proclamation? What more do you want? What more could you possibly need? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, little brother? Yeah. What uh, should I say? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like this is such an intricate game that's hard for me to think of something on the fly. Little brother. Because are, are you going to include anything weird or we're just going to... Little brother, I've been thinking. <laughs> Little brother, we've been talking. Ooh, oh, okay. This is good already. Are you still listening? Oh, William, this is very good. I wish you would share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send? Yeah, send. Perfect. Send. Great. There you go. All right. Little blood, little, blah, blah, blah. So, little brother, we're waiting. Perhaps <laughs> that's it. Or perhaps that's the story for now. Yeah. We'll have to see. Of the cryptic emails sent my way, part one. It's the best. Of I the love Little it. Brother Saga. Yeah. Fingies crossed. Fingies crossed. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. To cap off a very intellectual there you have it. <laughs> sort of thing. And he's crossed. I do also want to say that I have deliberately read out strings of numbers mm-hmm. uh, that would otherwise be yeah. boring on a podcast. I have just given you the clues. Right. I would love it if you guys would help us. If you would like to roll up your sleeves mm-hmm. and take part. By all means. Have at. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, that's mm-hmm. it for Guide to the Unknown. That's right. So until next time, you guys can follow us online. We're at GTTU Pod everywhere. We would super appreciate it if you donated to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash GTTU Pod. And that's just kind of like throwing us a tip, basically, for doing this show and giving you some entertainment. Yeah. Um, you can also do us a huge solid by reviewing us on iTunes, or excuse me, Apple Podcasts, telling your friends, reviewing us on Facebook, anywhere that you kind of like spread the word and the fact that you like the show would be super duper helpful. Yeah. Yeah. We would really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you can also stay tuned to Guide to the Unknown by following mm-hmm. at GTTU Pod on all social media. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to reach out to us, wouldn't you like to reach out to us? Doesn't that sound good? We're also online. 
That's right. I'm on Instagram at Shill and Kristen. I'm at Haunted Sponge. So we will see you next time for another twisty, turny, creepy, crawly episode of Guide to the Unknown. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Bye. Bye.